Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Happy Vagina, a podcast dedicated to celebrating pioneers in the female space who have made a difference in women's health, equality and relationships. Each week, we chat to an inspiring human being as they explore the experiences that completely change their outlook, promising not only to educate, but also entertain and enlighten. And in this very special episode of the Happy Vagina podcast, we are joined by 18-year-old Paxton Smith, who last week bravely used her valedictorian high school graduation speech to oppose the new Texas heartbeat law, which bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat has been detected. It includes cases where the woman was impregnated as a result of rape or incest and opponents say amounts to an outright ban on abortions as the six-week cutoff is two weeks after a missed menstrual cycle. Paxton Smith, welcome to the Happy Vagina. Hi. Just squeezing back into my shoe cupboard. <laughs> I record the Happy Vagina podcast in my shoe cupboard. Well, it's in my clo- my wardrobe. It's my wardrobe. Oh, um, like a closet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's walk-in. Um, that sounds grander than it is. I live in quite a small apartment in London, so it's not like I have like a, a vast Kardashian-style space with a walk-in wardrobe. However, in the pandemic, when the pandemic started, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to have to make space to record the Happy Vagina at home because we can't well, go to studio." Well, a small closet is probably the perfect place. I think so. It's so dead in there. Yeah. Exactly. I can hear. I can hear your media and, and expertise coming out. Um, okay, so let me. And have you started a local recording? Yes, I have one on my computer. Great. My producer Dan is going to be like he's he's watching. He's going to be like Mika, you're getting this right. Well done. <laughs> I feel really, really honoured. I feel very excited. And I mentioned to you yesterday that uh, one of the not only is your message very important to me and this community but also yesterday was the anniversary of Tiananmen Square and Tiananmen Square was uh, a massacre that happened to some students like you um, in 1989 and when I was a teenager like you when that happened it stirred in me something that I I couldn't ignore and I did some political activism around it. Um, a little younger than you, actually, I was, I was, I was fifteen or sixteen, and I organised a vigil. It didn't go viral. There was no such thing as going viral. But when I when I saw what you did, not only was I very moved because I feel so passionately about what you're speaking about, but I also thought that's a, a kindred spirit there. There's a warrior coming coming out. Yeah, you're a warrior, and you've given women hope all over the world, which is a, a phenomenal thing to be able to do and I I I know that this has been a process for you and that there was a point just a few weeks ago when your speech at high school was not going to be 
what it landed being. So, you know, outside of all of this, you're a human being <laughs> who has loves and likes and families. And I just wondered if you could share a little bit about who you are like what what were the just before you made the decision to make this speech or before you started thinking about it what what's your life like what do you love doing okay well i think i was just about the average teenager i was in color guard and i did band i played trumpet in the band i was a boy scout for a bit um you know i went to class every day tried not to get too bored in that one class that it's always boring. I think I was just, you know, the average person. And I loved you. I actually have had a little bit of a, a meander through your Instagram account. And, and it looks like that you and your friends have, have a lot of fun. You know, that you, there's, you know, the, the, the kind of like typical fun dances that you're doing. Everyone should follow Paxton, by the way. She changed it. She had a really wacky Instagram handle, which was Wacky Paxton. And I couldn't find her. And, yeah. um, and she's now changed it to Paxton A. Smith and 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 everybody should be following you and actually I I tried to find your Instagram handle and I couldn't find it and a wonderful wonderful member of our community called Katrina Mendoza who is 40 and lives in California actually sent me a message and found it for me which happens on the happy vagina the women on this community are are very like that they'll root stuff out for me and send it to me It's, it's an incredibly empowering experience um, so I want to thank her, Katrina, if you are listening, thank you so much for making this happen. I think maybe let's just start with what happened for you, which I know you've already spoken about, but I'd love to hear it from you. So you had a speech prepared that you were going to make. And then at some stage you decided, but there was a process in coming to that decision. I had initially, as a lot of people know, made the plan to originally talk about content and media in my speech and how that has impacted the way that I view the world and how that wasn't necessarily realistic. And the realization to change my speech came when I was sitting in the band hall. I was trying to finish an assignment for my psychology class and I couldn't bring myself to focus on the assignment because I was so upset about the heartbeat bill and it kept playing on repeat in my head how upset I was so I decided to start writing some of my thoughts on the google doc I had open and it was in that moment that I realized that I that's what I should talk about and at that stage what was your next step did you did you who was the first person you spoke to about it I waited for a little bit to tell anyone but the first people I told were my dad and my mom and at first of course like any parent would be concerned about their child getting up and talking about a controversial issue they were a little bit apprehensive but ultimately they were supportive and you've just mentioned the heartbeat bill um and as you know the happy vagina is a massively global community and this issue is very central to the conversation we have on here because actually we have many sisters in brazil and poland and argentina who have also been facing the same struggle but there will be people on this live and then listening afterwards that may not know what the heartbeat bill is so can you tell us a little bit about what that is okay essentially the heartbeat bill is a ban on abortions after six weeks of pregnancy regardless of whether the pregnancy is a result of rape or incest and it is enforced by civil lawsuits so individuals who find out if you got an abortion in texas they can sue the person 
who assisted you in getting an abortion. Did you know that the that the abortion law was coming? Like, did you find out six months ago, a year ago? When? What was the journey for you up to it? When did you start thinking about um, the abortion rights and, and what was happening around abortion in Texas, but in America, not feeling okay for you? Was that the first moment? No, of course not. I've always felt very strongly about reproductive rights, the way that I feel now. And I, you know, I have seen that within the last year, there's been a lot more restrictive legislation on abortions across the United States. And I think when the heartbeat bill had passed, that was kind of the final straw for me, where I was like, okay, it's time for me to get up and do something about this. Mm -hmm. Thank God you did. Thank God you did. And you just mentioned that across the United States, one of the the fears, and you use the word terrified in your speech in a very personal way to talk about the impact of a law like that on you as a woman and on all women. You talked our mothers, our daughters, our aunts, our friends, people we don't know. But I, I just, I think um, there is some fear that there is a slow edging towards abortion being uh, made illegal again nationally for you that slowly it's being chipped away and that each state that loses some rights has an impact and that potentially the supreme court was really the block the supreme court was considered the block and now of course we have a new member of your supreme court are you are you has that changed your did that did that also impact your um fire around this topic amy's um assignment to the supreme court Yes, now that the Supreme Court is majority conservative, I think it definitely makes this this issue significantly more real. And that's definitely why all of this legislation is starting to get passed now, is because they want something to be challenged as unconstitutional so it can make it to the Supreme Court and they can overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a war that's going on. And, and I, what I find really sad about it is that it's kind of a political war. Uh, it's a war on women's bodies, but also really the people it impacts, as far as I understand it, with abortion. Uh, and my experience being from an Irish working class background is the poor. You know, it, it, before Roe v. Wade, the, the, it, it's not, we all know it's not going to stop abortions. It's just going to take them to being illegally done in backstreet rooms. And unless you have money, and if you have money, you'll fly to another country or you will or you will go and see, you may have a doctor who'll do it without telling anyone. But is that is that a great fear for you in Texas that it's gonna deeply affect the poor in your state as well? Yes, absolutely. And that's a really big concern of mine uh, that mm. you just brought up, that this is going to disproportionately affect the people who won't be able to afford to go out of the state to receive abortion care. Mm. So just coming back to your speech where you where you did, you did mention uh, being terrified, it was such a powerful speech. When you were going up to, to do it. So let's go, actually, let's go back a little further. So you have your moment in the hall and you decide that you're going to go home at some stage and tell your parents. And what was their reaction? When I told them about the speech? Yeah. Were they like, yes, go for it? Or were there quite big chats around it? It was a pretty quick 
turn of support, at first they were apprehensive, which is understandable. It's a really controversial topic, and to get up there and have your kid put their face on that topic, it's scary Mm. as a parent, I'm Mm. sure. I'm not a parent, but Mm. I imagine that's how they felt. But I told them how important it was to me and that I had definitely considered a lot of the negative consequences that would come to me and that that was a sacrifice I was Mm. willing to Mm. make. And that's when they were, okay, mm. we, we believe in you and you do what's, what you think is right. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, my family are political activists. My, my mother was part of the women's liberation movement in the UK. So if I'd have said that, I don't think she would have been shocked at all. If for anything, she would have been in championing me. Are your parents political or do they just really want to support their daughter to follow her own dreams? I, my two of my parents are very up to date in politics. It's not uncommon to walk into the kitchen and have four different news channels playing at the exact same time. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's, at this point, it's a daily routine. That's cool. It's really cool. I love it. And they definitely, we definitely have some really good conversations about what's going on in our world. My other mom is not super up to date in politics. And when you say having four, four TVs on, is that because you have a thirst to take in different opinions? Yes, I feel very strongly that if, if you really want to know mm. about an issue, you have to understand all of the Mm. different sides Mm. to the issue, even if it's incredibly biased on one side or the other. It's good to know about those different biases. Mm. Mm. That's amazing. Okay, so back to the speech. So you've told your parents and they're on board, but you chose not to... So you'd been invited to give a speech at your high school, which was an honour, and you chose to make it about something... You were going to make it about content and media and television. You chose to do a speech about something completely different, extremely controversial, very divisive and political. Uh, thank you again for doing it. And what was your what was your thinking behind not telling the school? Like, what did you think would happen if you did tell them? Okay, I was worried that if I had told them that I was going to make that speech then they wouldn't approve it. And if I decided to get on the stage and continue to give the speech that they disapproved, then they would cut off the microphone as soon as I started. So, and that's just, that was my personal speculation. So I thought that it would be best if they didn't know. Mm, mm, mm. So when you were walking up to give the speech, because you did look quite nervous at the beginning, like there was an element of... um, (laughs) <laughs> I could see that you were like, you know, I mean, that was real. That, 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 that nervousness was real. Were you scared they'd take you off? I anticipated that they were going to cut mm. the microphone before I got the chance to finish. And, and what would you have done if they'd have cut the microphone? Did you, what, had you planned? Because I've got, I'm, I'm a real, I have like great imagination. So those scenarios, I always play them out in my head. Like I play the scenario out in my head so I can have, I have a great imagination. So I'll be like, that's what I'm going to do. So had you played out in your head what you would do if you were, if they did try and stop you? I did. And I made a few plans. I'm glad that I did not have to do that. I'm glad that I got the chance to finish the speech. Yeah. And we've had a question come in. I'm sure there's going to be loads, but one of them, which is right for now, is that Nat has asked, um, 
what were you thinking while you were making the speech? Which is kind of a weird question, but I know what I know what she means because, on the one hand, when you're making a speech like that, you're not really thinking about anything about making about making the speech, but actually thoughts do come in, don't they? Sometimes. Could you see anyone? Because of the the, the social distancing, could you see anybody? I could see them if I was trying to look at them. I have a habit whenever I do public speaking that I don't actually look at any individual person. I just kind of look around in general in the sky. Yeah, that's, so. yeah, that's, that, that's probably... A, I think when you're doing something quite that scary, that is a, a really, really good, good decision. So you decided not... To, so when you, you had some moments when you actually thought that you may have been honest about the speech and then decided not to do it. And then as you were walking off of the stage, I've heard uh, in an interview that they tried to take your... You, as you were walking off the stage, somebody, a teacher perhaps, or, or you did, maybe you don't need to say who it was, said to you that perhaps you wouldn't get your diploma for what you did. Yes, a couple of ladies pulled me to the side of the stage before I had walked back on to the stage because they have the valedictorian sit there. And they told me that the school was considering withholding mm. my diploma. That ended mm. up not happening. Mm. Th- mm. Thankful, thank, uh, mm. thank God. Um, <laughs> and I haven't received any more communication from the school. It would be quite ironic, wouldn't it, if in your speech you, you, you spoke so powerfully and clearly about your how hard you'd worked over the last 12 years I mean I think it might have caused quite a ruckus if they then took those 12 years away from you for making a speech and and it would also have a significant impact on what freedom of speech is which is really one of the key areas in this debate is is about freedom and, and human and human freedom I think I feel that um, women's bodies and abortion is being used as a weapon by politicians to win elections at its highest. And then there's a whole load of other stuff that's going on, not not just in Texas, but all over the world. I think that women are being used. And I think what happened in the 1970s is that women kind of started to wake up to the fact that uh, the gender inequality in the healthcare system was heavily against us. And they started to fight for change in that area. And you've now become part of that change and joined an an army of campaigners and warriors. Your speech went viral. Like, you you can't have known that was going to happen, Paxton. You can't have known that. I mean, did you have any inclination at all? No, I didn't. When I had made the speech, I had fully anticipated that the microphone was going to get cut off before I got the chance to speak. And so a large part of me thought that that speech was going to die on that stage and it was going to go nowhere from there. So I think the speech going viral and being heard all over the world has been an absolute shock to me and was the last thing that I expected. But I'm so glad that it's giving a voice to so many women. And hope. It's a voice, but it's also hope. It's 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 a very funny thing to be for so many of us not to know you, and 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 still you you know you've been inundated with thank yous, and I think very movingly a lot of the thank yous are from parents, you know, from men and women, thanking you for speaking up, um, which that must be nice. But I know that also there has been um, 
uh, because I, I've had some of it too, a small amount, but there's been some backlash and um, perhaps you ignore that. But I, I wanted to ask you if it's impacted your, your, your mental health at all or does that does it rally you? Does Do you feel um, thrown by, by, by kind of the, the people that are, I would suggest the people that are very frightened by women's power and are throwing insults? I've been very fortunate in the fact that I actually have not received a whole lot of nasty messages. I could probably count them on two hands. Great! Yeah, I know. It's really shocking, actually, as opposed to hundreds of very positive messages. I've had more than you. Have you really? Yeah, Yeah, but it's fine. I'm sorry. But I've been incredibly fortunate in that. No, way. that's all right because I'm I'm 20 years older than you. I'll take them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is this is something that I anticipated to have a lot more of. So I I I took my time in preparing for some hate, and I've been incredibly fortunate that I haven't received very much of it. So no, it has not affected my mental health. Well, if anything, you've you've been being tweeted by Hillary Clinton. That 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 must feel like you know a real huge uh, affirmation that you're doing something good with your life that you're you know you're fighting for change and fighting for people's well-being and health because abortion is healthcare at the end of the day right hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters May 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And you have joined the ranks of many other young women who are fighting for a change. You know, Greta Thunberg, who is fighting for the environment, Emma Gonzalez on gun crime in your country, Malala for female young education. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting for me that all of you are young. And, and I wonder, you know, you're 18 like, why does it take an 18-year-old to speak out at a platform at a high school to, to get this kind of attention? I think a lot of times, as you, as you grow older and you experience the injustices of the world, it's easy to become complacent with your situation. And I think there's something very unique about the experience of being a teenager and the fact that it's the first time you begin to see social problems and it's the first time you start to experience them. And so it's how new those are and how prominent those are in your life. They, they mm. give you a lot of drive and to, mm. to do something about mm. it. Do you feel like maybe you're 
more fearless perhaps that somehow or other you're able to just kind of like follow a burning desire to have a voice around something in a way that someone that has had more trauma and been more tainted by life may not or they might calculate well if I do you calculated but still your thirst and your drive was of that of an 18 year old and perhaps unless someone is in politics they get more frightened to speak out because of the impact it might have on on all sorts of other circumstances around them sure yeah Aside from fighting to keep our bodies our own and not let politicians, male politicians often, not always, but frequently, um, do you think that there's more room for better education in sex education? Like, what do you feel could happen? Do we need to be coming at this from two different angles? So I'm, I'm, I, I am pro-choice. Right. Me, I still believe that there are, there is more we can do right. to support women better, to be better protected in terms of rape not happening. Right. But also that we can educate ourselves better. I think that for so many human beings, Paxton, I actually think for the majority of human beings, they're entry into being a sexual right. being is often not very conscious like somehow or other there's a there's a split we often enter into it a bit blind and then uh, mistakes happen or you know so, so it's not it's not always incest or rape there's also situations that I think that if I'd have been better educated as a young woman I wouldn't have found myself in you know and I and I what can we do about that what needs to happen is it just that more money needs to be put into it or is this another political issue that needs to be looked at this is partially another political issue we do need to have more sex education in school it is proven to reduce unintended teen pregnancies and i think something else to note is that part of this reproductive rights battle is that nobody no woman wakes up and wants an abortion that's not something that anybody wants to do and so something that we can do to help in the problem is to reduce the need for abortion and that comes with increasing sex mm, education. Mm, mm. Do you feel that the sex education in your state is good enough? Do you think that there's enough attention being put on that in Texas? Absolutely not. There is, in my school, in my junior high, not even in my high school, the only sex education available was abstinence only teaching. Wow. and. Um, I'm sure that a lot of Texas residents know about some of the tactics they use to keep people abstinent, and that is to compare your worth to something used if you have sex, to something gross that mm. nobody wants. And I don't think it's acceptable to shame people mm. for having sex. It's just, it's just a complete delusion as well. It's a very natural thing for people to do. And when the feelings start to come through, we need to be educated about how to, to, to manage them. You know, that, that, that we need to know how to manage our sexual energy in a way that protects us and other people and our families. And Exactly, so, yes. Okay. So coming back to, to, you know, the, the actual politics a bit. Uh, I made an assumption, Paxton, and actually I don't, you don't need to tell me whether you are or not, but... One of the really interesting things for me about my, my politics are quite left wing and I was raised, as I said, by a feminist mother. And so I just made an assumption that you would be a Democrat because I assumed that people that were pro-choice are going to be Democrats. And then I just thought, oh, Mika, you're, you're kind of, it's like you're kind of buying into the fact 
the one thing that I think really deeply needs to stop is that women's bodies need to be stopped being used in politics and by politicians to win elections. I and I I don't just I don't I don't think there's any place for politics in women's health. Do you feel like that too? Is that part of your thought process around this? I absolutely feel like that. And I feel like that's the case for a lot of other social issues where there are things that simply should not be politicized because it is a matter of human rights mm. and human well-being. Mm. Mm. And, our, and our bodies at the end of the day, the thing that I've learned mostly through my mother actually when she was alive was that this is the only thing that we actually own, that everything else is bought and could be taken away from us or stolen, but our bodies can't. But for me, abortion is a version of stealing our body from us and making a decision about it that is not necessarily the one that, that we want, however difficult the decision has been to make. I suppose this is a, a slightly complex question, but I know that there are there are many, many women in America who Democrats who are who will um, engage new candidates and, 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 and engage women on a political level via this pro-choice thought process. Do you feel any in any way that by making that speech you've just polarized things more it's a really difficult question for me to ask because i feel 100 percent behind what you've done so i'm not comfortable to ask it but i think it's important that we recognize that by so we've got let's just use simple terminology we've got the conservatives over here who are um, you know, uh, pro-life, and then the only way we can retaliate is to get political back, and 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 then we're almost doing the same thing. We are also using women's bodies as a political weapon. We're not we're not engaging with them needing to have abortions, but we're still using women's bodies as a way to fight political war. Hmm, I'm not entirely sure what you mean by the question. However in terms of making this more political, I don't think that's necessarily what my speech did. According to the Pew Research Center, 60% of Americans think that abortion should be legal in most circumstances. And I think that the speech really just gave a voice to how many people think that and gave a voice to people who either don't feel comfortable yet expressing that sentiment or simply don't have the ability to express that sentiment. So I don't necessarily think I made it more political. I just think I brought it to the table and said what a lot of people are thinking and feeling. Mm. You certainly did bring it to the table. You put Texas and abortion on the international stage. And I think that's, that's an amazing thing that you've done because I read about the Texas law. I mean, I post quite a lot on the Happy Vagina about abortion. And, and I saw it and I kind of didn't post it because I'd done a post a week before about something else. And what you've done is you've really put it in the forefront so that it stays front and centre and that it doesn't get swept under the rug and ignored. Uh, thank you for making the speech. I'm going to have a couple more questions, but I'm just going to check if anyone had any questions for you. Um, oh, OK. So Sammy has said, when do you find out about the law? Do you want to come back to that question at all? Because I don't really fully understand uh, the politics in Texas. Let's come back to it. We can talk about it. If I, if I come back on this channel, 
we should talk about that. Okay. Okay. Great. So, um, Paxton, I'm I'm so proud of you, even though I don't know know you at all. I've got a couple of questions for you before we finish. And one is you were going to make a speech to your high school about, um, as far as I've, I've read in the press, it was going to be about television, media and content. And I'd like to know what you think about the Happy Vagina content. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's a great account. <laughs> I think uh, I love how you guys destigmatize so many things that women are made to feel ashamed for since they're very young and I just think that's great yeah we, we're certainly quite loud aren't we an, a, a, an American woman said that to me when uh, it was an agent actually that I was chatting to and, and she was looking and she went wow what you're doing is really loud. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's loud. It's loud. It's great. And it's so in your face about it too. Yeah. I, I, I try and be as cheeky and um, in your face, as you said, as possible. And Trey just asked a question actually about whether you were nervous when you did this, did the speech. Trey, we, we touched on that earlier. So um, I'll post this when we finish and then you can go and have a listen to, um, to, to Paxton's answer on that. And, and again, just referencing that you were planning to make your speech about um, some topics that I imagine have been very close to your heart in, in, in high school, uh, media, television, content. And, and now you've become an overnight viral political activist. And I wondered what you're thinking now, Paxton. Are, are you going to go into politics? I don't know if I'm going to go into politics yet. I definitely intend to keep keep with this this issue and keep fighting for it as long as it takes. But politics right now are not necessarily the end plan for me. Mm, mm. And what are you going to do next in terms of this fight? How can we help you? Do you have a plan? I do have a plan. I can't share anything about that plan yet until it's finalized because it involves some other people. But I do have a plan. Okay. And so is the plan going to take up your whole summer or are you actually going to have the summer that you thought you were going to have before you did this incredibly brave thing? It's going to take some time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a while. So, so no hanging out by the lake and doing nothing for you. We've got more questions coming in. Uh, Mira said, what's your plans for the future. Are you going to university? I am. I'm going to the University of Texas at Austin, Hookham, uh, and I'm going back and forth between studying recording technology and music business. Oh, great. You can record my podcast for me. Um, I've got some more questions. We've got family in Austin, Texas, so I'm going to come and see you. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, hi, it's me. Um, so there's there's a couple more questions. Who inspired you to make this speech? I think it's you, right? You inspired yourself to make this speech. Yeah, who? Well... I guess you could say it was the lawmakers, so we'll credit Greg Allen for this. <laughs> That's such a brilliant answer. That is a brilliant answer. Uh, do, do you want to do more public speaking? That's a good question. Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to. It's, it's, uh, it's a little intimidating, Yeah. honestly, so I'm not sure if I want to, but I probably will. Okay. And um, someone has asked you uh, me to ask you whether or not you would reconsider your stance on abortion. And that's going to be my last question to you. It's not my question. No, I... Hold on. Let me 
Let me phrase this right. I am a big fan whenever there is a controversial topic to listen to all sides of the argument, whether you agree with me, whether you disagree with me, whether your opinion makes me angry, I want to listen to you and I want to listen to what you have to say. That said, I've done a lot of that already on this topic and my opinion has been unwavering regardless of the the information that has been brought to my attention. So I hope that answers mm. your question. Mm. And also, one of my favorite things to quite regularly post on the Happy Vagina feed is if you don't want an abortion, don't have one. It's like, you know, it's just not for governments to make decisions about our bodies. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone gets to choose. And if you want to be someone that's anti it, I, I actually don't I don't feel any antagonism towards people that are anti it. I, I feel very like the person that I relate to most in this whole area is that have you seen the Netflix film Roe versus Wade? Um, there's a there's a, a security guard who is working. I don't know if you remember it, but he's working at the abortion clinic in Missouri, I think. And um and he puts the flag up in the in the morning, the American flag, and he's my favorite character in the whole show, in the whole film, because he he basically um, there's uh, campaigners, anti-abortion campaigners outside of the clinic every day, and the documentary maker says to him, you know, how do you feel? And he says every day they ask me, um, you know, it, what my opinion is about abortion. And he says he said, and I and I tell them every single day, it's my opinion, so it's none of your business. Like my opinion on something like this is my opinion, and yours is yours. And he said, and what's most important for him is that he raises the American flag every day, and that as far as as he's concerned these people are trying to push their religions onto everyone else and that america is the land of the free and and i i feel of all of i mean obviously that that film that film on netflix roe versus wade is absolutely drenched with phenomenal voices you know gloria steinman but it was his voice that made me really moved me because i think that's the simple argument of it is that it is our body and it's our choice and, and and no one should be able to make that decision for us. Yeah, that's a great point. Paxton, thank you so much for giving us your time. Do you want to say any anything else before we sign off today? No, I think we're good. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, when you are in Austin, we need to get lunch. <laughs> <laughs> for sure but also I'm just going to tell I what I'm just going to say to the community that I I I asked if I could ask you what the speech was about before and this blew my mind so you I asked if I if I could share about the speech and you said you'd prefer not to on this occasion because you wanted to keep the focus on your speech that you made um which is completely appropriate and I and I and so I said, well, then you'll have to come back on another time and talk about what the original political issues were in your other speech. So maybe we can do like a mini series. Yes. In the future. Mm. In the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to be quite busy for a while, though. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Paxton. Thank you. Thank you. OK, bye. Bye bye. bye.